All right, everybody, welcome to a very normal stand-up meeting. Jump scare. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Did I wow. scare you? <laughs> you did. You gotta, you're, you're really keeping us on our toes, Travis. That's, that's what I like about working here. As we enter the spookiest of seasons, it's important to be prepared for anything. I don't want my employees out here looking like uh, lily-limp lizards. I need y'all looking like strong Komodos. So please do not be affected or respond to any in-office jump scares like... Jump, jump scare. scare! See? Did, did, we, did, we did it at the same time. That was we great. We did it at the same time. We synced up our jump scares. I saw a few we're, of you in the front still jumping. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're so in sync, it's scary. <laughs> See what I did there? All right, I'm about to jump scare myself out of the room, but um, Ian, why don't you keep going jump for a scare. little while? Oh, all right, did, well, fine. Did, did it work? Did it work? Well, you got you got me. Um, you did get me. I that's I jump wasn't scare. ready. Okay, okay, I got I gotta go. Jump scare. Travis Royals and lead designer Ian of Pills are tanking their adventure architecture firm. One failed project at a time. If you require their services, write them a letter, and they may build you one of their crappy castles. Ah! Oh my god, Ian. You scared me. Travis, I've, I, I've been here. I mean, I, I know that I was sitting in the room with the lights off, but I mean, I thought we were recording 30 minutes ago. Yeah. I mean, wow. That was amazing how still you were in the darkness. Um, you know, it's uh, comforting. You know, the darkness is like my old friend that I like get to say hello to once in a while. That's, I've gone from scared to sad. Where's Adron? Is Adron here? Oh, I yeah. So I told her she didn't have to come today. Oh, and that worked. Uh, yeah. She said uh, that's great. She's got much better things to do, and that um, it was something about something something lunch with your dad that was more important. Anyways, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I rarely listen when she talks. She's always getting lunch with my dad. You know how many lunches I've had with my dad? How many? Um, fair amount. Uh, more than me, right? Probably more than you, but it's beginning to sound like less than Adron. Oh, okay. Well, uh, maybe next time she's on, y'all can compare notes. He loves a sushi lunch. I mean, who doesn't? I don't know. Raw fish at noon. That's now that's truly terrifying. I always like a, a sushi burrito, you know, cause it's like, Hot tortilla on the outside, cold fish on the inside. They've been giving you hot tortillas at your favorite sushi burrito establishment. I've heard of these, but usually it's not an actual tortilla. I believe it's usually still cold rice. Yeah, we're still figuring things out on the East Coast over here. <laughs> Ian, I think I've done something today. Um, is it show up to record this episode? I've done that, and I think we're all very proud of me for doing that. But I uh, also have kind of curated a letter for us today. Okay. 
I don't know if you've noticed the crispness in the air, the the crunch of leaves neath your feet, your weird wide feet, the the, the pumpkin spiciness on my tongue. Yes, you your tongue does look inflamed, and I hope you have a doctor look at. Oh my god, it's got ridges like a pumpkin. Yeah, that's that's going to be a curse every day of the week. Um. But it is spooky season. It has become spooky season. We we find ourselves inside of and within spooky season. And I think for this season, we will be having some very spooky, horrific letters. Okay, that's exciting. I mean, you know, I, I, I love doing the scary dungeons. And I assume we have a letter that's related to that? We do. And just to let the listener know, this is a show called Crappy Castles. And what we do is we take these letters and we turn them into adventures. We do this free of charge. So if you would like one, uh, send a letter to wellmet at crappycastles.com. But just a warning, we only do scary things for this month alone. Yes. Yeah, we put two extra helpings of spooky in it. That's a hard and fast rule that we only break a few times a year. Yep. Uh, we love rules here at this podcast. <laughs> Ian, do you want to go ahead and read this letter? I'd love to. Hello, Ian and Travis. I'm trying to write the spookiest of adventures for my party, but I'm feeling a bit burnt out on the fantasy settings. Do you have any ideas for a more modern horror story that would still scare the pants off these adventurers? Fearfully, Cody the Catman. Do you think they're from Catmandu? I think they would have to be what what Catman has done and what Catman don't do. I will never know. But Catman do write us a letter. So thank you for that, Cody. Okay, modern, modern. Hmm. Let me chew on that. Tasty letter. Um, what about haunted stable? Okay. Yes, haunted stable. That must be where the spectral steeds are coming from. I was thinking um, uh, uh, DIY spectral steeds with spectral horseshoes. You have to, you have to spectral your own horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, are you just talking about killing a bunch of horses in a stable to have more ghosts to go around? Not a bad idea. Um, I mean, they got to come from somewhere, right? Yeah, that is very DIY. So there's a quick one, Cody, just for you. Your adventures go to a stable and kill all the horses, and now they've got free mounts. That's a pretty good one. Um, I was thinking, like, really saves on the you know feeding and the stabling later on. You know, it's. Uh... I was thinking, like, um, let me think more modern, like a haunted laundromat. Wait, can we go back to the stable thing? So when you kill like a, when you go when you kill a horse, right? Like if you're turned into a ghost, that means that you've got unfinished business. What do you think a horse's unfinished business would be? Got to kill it. You got to kill it mid like trying to do something that it really wants to do. Yeah, it's like mid jump, mid carrot. You know, like you got to catch it right at the, have you ever tried to kill a horse right at the peak of its, the apex of its leap? 
<laughs> that is a hard target. It might be big, but it is fast. Yeah, it's well. The trick is killing it while it's still in the air, because usually they kind of bleed out once they hit the ground, and you know. And actually, what you can do, and this is, uh, you know, you almost turn it into a factory like setting this way. You can yeah. put you can put the blades on the jump, so when the horse go, jumps through, you don't even need to time it. They really just they take the head right off. You know, you did preface uh, me a little bit with kind of like what we were going to be doing today, a little bit like thematically, and I, I didn't really intend to get uh, Peter so worked up <laughs> when we were discussing this, but I see now that I've made a dreadful error. Well, look, I think that Peter should know if you're listening, the meat won't go to waste. I've okay. got, I've got a furniture store right next to me that sells delicious horse meatballs i think that they'll they'll jump at the opportunity they won't say nay i'll, t- I'll <laughs> tell you that much they're gonna eat the horse now that's a good idea but i think going back to the other things that i was saying a laundromat now hear me out you always see ghosts in sheets but where are they getting the sheets i'll tell you at my new minute laundry the ghost staff just give give your laundry over to the these sheeted ghosts and they'll clean it right up in a jiffy no questions asked if it's got blood on it if it's got other fluids on it they are technically required because i have cursed them to do so go ahead and buff that right out we call this like three sheets to a spin cycle three sheets to the spin to a spin (laughs) That's good. Well, I th- feel like we're doing. Uh, maybe Do you think that. Well, so what if, like, on the at the laundromat, also, like, it, the only way to run the machines is on the, you know, coins that you place on the eyes of the deceased. You have to go dig up, you know, bodies in the graveyard. Here's how this podcast works. Yeah, I say something very dumb, and then you say something really cool, and I think that <laughs> dynamic really needs to shift. Because I want to say the cool thing. I don't want to say the dumb thing that I said. I want to have the good one-upsmanship that you've got going, like when you come up with that genius shit. So I don't know what classes you're taking, but I the power imbalance is unsettling to me, and I have enough money that I should be able to pay to take said classes. I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, I mean you... T- took the power and the money to hire me. And so therefore my ideas are your ideas as uh, a valid member and most important member of this company and definitely your favorite co-host on this podcast. And I'm definitely not Adron. You're not Adron. That we can agree on. But I believe that while that works for the client, when I go to Nighty Nights, and, and I rest my head upon thine pillow, which has been laundromatted by uh, these sheet ghosts. I know the difference, and I know I didn't say the good thing, and it, it eats me up inside. Or, alternatively, I have a tapeworm. Okay. Uh, t- hey, two things can be true. Amen. I think Cody, we've got two thought starters for Cody, but what if Cody wants something a little more fleshed out? What if Cody wants something a little more realized, a slightly larger world? Like, is there, I'm trying to think, what's a good place for 
a few different opportunities. We've got a, we've clearly on one today. Well, so I mean, the, I think sometimes the scariest things start out as what are the mundane that seem innocuous, right? right. That should not have any uh, potential for mishap or or mischief, even. Right. It's like how um, Psycho made us scared of the shower. Exactly. Um, Jeepers Creepers, I think, made us scared of tr- the trucking industry. <laughs> I think that was um, Final Destination. Finding Nemo made us terrified of clownfish. These I, are the yeah. These are kind of the stories that haunt us. So we want to take an environment, a common thing, and make it spooky seasoned. Well, uh, what's more innocuous and uh, safe? Um, than the suburbs. Oh, oh my God. I'm scared already. <laughs> oh, so I guess not innocuous and safe. <laughs> it's just so scary to me that these people would be content to have so little land. I understand if you live there, though, that the general idea might not be scary enough. And yeah, we would might want to bake in some spookiness. Uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, it starts out innocuous, but uh, of course, I mean, if we're getting into spooky season, I mean, we got to talk about uh, the spookiest night uh, of all the year, right? And we'll say it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Arbor Day. Election Day. Between the two. Halloween. I'm, I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> Halloween is... Most people's scary day. And I think, did you grow up in the suburbs? What was your situation? Uh, So my situation was, uh, well, unique in that uh, being raised by my adopted family of halflings, we, you know, all went around to the different hobbit holes and, you know, knocked on the door, smoked a little bit of the pipe, uh, ate some meats and cheeses, uh, did a little dance and song. And we did this at literally every single house. And uh, I'm starting to think that that's part of the reason that hobbits are so short is because we eat so much. We just never grow tall because gravity has such an immense effect upon us. And I would imagine all the weed you're smoking from a very early age has to be stunting your growth a little bit. No, no, I don't. I don't see why that would affect us at all. <laughs> okay, so that's nice—a nice little door to door. And you know, we tried, but our mansions growing up were so far apart that it was truly—I mean, uh, you had to hike from one, you know, area to the other. I mean, you were lucky if you got one house in in a night. Well, did you like just trick or treat in like one mansion and like go from room to room? Eventually, my father did pay the help to kind of recreate a normal person's childhood, which is the dream. Um, and yes, they would. We would go from room to room and mm-hmm. we would have our our gold uh, bags of holding. I mean, we never got to the end of, of the supply of candy. Truly, there was candy on candy on candy. Oh, well, that's exciting. Well, yeah. So, I mean, my understanding is that, you know, in non-halfling, non-wealthy orc uh, households. Uh, it's just kind of like a door-to-door thing, and you either get a trick or a treat when you knock on the door. Do toddlers still smoke weed in these in the suburbs? 
that I I can't say with any for sure knowledge on that. Uh, if the the news is to believe, uh, they're doing rainbow fentanyl. I believe. Okay, nice rainbow. That's huh? that's the uh, the seasonal drug of choice this season. <laughs> uh, let me just whip up a quick uh, search here. <laughs> Keywords, typing, cauldron bubble. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at pictures of subdivisions, and wow, I mean, talk about shouts out to the planners here because they make um, our dungeons, even the most linear ones, look erratic by comparison. I mean, these are some, the grid work here, my word. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, well, it, it's, you know, kind of beautiful in their modular sense of re uh, repetition. And, uh, and I think that's that's part of the reason that this might be an excellent setting is that they all look so similar, so so the same. You don't know what's behind the doors when you go and ring the doorbell. You know what I'm I'm seeing? And maybe this is the, the scariest place in the suburbs of all. There are these what appear to be dead ends where the streets stop and there's just a circle of houses all looking inward like cultists around a fire mm -hmm. yes those are that's left over from um duke saxonberg's uh culling uh where he would uh quarter people at the end of their neighborhoods and then you know brutally horrifically murder them and you know harvest their organs um, would he would he put those organs in a sack by any chance, Ian? Well, no, the, the, that's why they call them the coal to sack. It used to be the coal the coal of of Sax, Duke Saxonberg, but then they shortened it to coal to sack. Coal to sack. Ooh, the yeah, very yeah. name. It's French. Chills down my spine. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's time. For a short break. And jump scare. That's a your mid-episode jump scare just from us to you. Happy spooky season. Happy spooky season to you, Travis. Well, I'm saying it to them, the listener. Oh, the ones we love? You do. Uh, this is a show called Krabby Castles, and we really thank you for listening. Uh, we've we got a love you so much, it's spooky. We've got a few chores to ask of you, and we're sorry in advance, but if you really like this show, and if you love Ian, please tell your friends about it. Please follow us on the TikTok. Please follow us on the Instagram. I, I hear that please actually is a pretty ineffective word, but that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling kind of pleasy. I mean, you're certainly pleasing to look at. So if we please your ears on a bi-weekly basis, and, and maybe you'd like that to be even more frequent, go ahead and follow us on all our stuff. Follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash crappy castles. We're crappy castles everywhere. You can find us. And that would please us. If you tell a friend, you say, hey, I've got this really spooky podcast just for this spooky season. Jump scare. All right. It got me again. 
So I think between your very kind of scary, maybe uh, uh, warrants a, a child endangerment check-in uh, uh, kind of Halloween experience, my very cool mansion Halloween experience, maybe we can do a door-to-door scare fest mm-hmm. uh, in one of these uh, coals de sac. Yeah, I think that would be great. I think that probably have to have kind of a bunch of kind of randomized events when they knock on the door to find out what happens, right? Absolutely. They, they, you know what, how about this? At every door, they will get a guaranteed both trick and treat. Oh, okay. I like that. I like I, that. I don't know if you just heard that, but that's the sound of cold, hard gold landing in our fucking laps. Uh, you know, I, I did miss that. I don't recognize that sound when I do hear it because it's, I don't know if I've ever heard it before, but but if that's it, I'll keep an ear out more because that's, that's great to hear. So This is going to be huge. The adventurers, it's ultimately up to them. You know, they can take the gamble. They can come into this coal's, what did you call it? (laughs) It was French. They can come in this cul-de-sac and only knock on one door if that's what they choose. That's true. But you could also come into this cul-de-sac and never leave. Right. From all the the death that you may experience. And lack of organs. Um, I love this. It's really a... You know, every door is a new gamble. What's behind door number three? It's a slaughtering. But also you get a cool hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a plus one to fun hat. And you may have less limbs, but you still got your head, don't you? And you had a lot of fun losing your limbs. <laughs> and don't you need something to adorn upon your head? It's the fun hat. And of course. All right, well, so let's let's start kind of working our way around here. So you go up to, you know, house number one. It's got a um, a beige stucco, brown shutters, and then kind of a, a pale navy uh, garage door. It's got a little bit of a cypress in the front there. Really and, realizing this house. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got a, a single jack-o'-lantern on their front. and. Uh, you go up and you knock on that door and you hear from the inside. Of, oh, what? One minute, one minute. You know, you hear kind of a shuffling over and you hear a click, click, For the listener at home, Ian is doing a, a sort of a modern dance as he <laughs> makes all these unlocking sounds. And the door finally opens, and then you shout out the invocation to receive both your trick and treat. What do you say? Uh, preferably only treat, please. <laughs> it doesn't work. No, it won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, when you, of course, utter the trick or treat uh, invocation of trick or treat. Um, this first one, do you want to take the trick or you want to take the treat in this one? 
Oh my God! You don't have both ready. We, I I had to. You had the house so fully realized. I thought for sure we were building to something. The cypress tree is not going to do anything. I I was just trying to make you part of this podcast. You <laughs> mentioned earlier about how you wanted to have the good ideas, and so I was trying to give you an opportunity for the good right, ideas. Right, right. Ideas, yeah, ideas. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. You know what? Give me the trick. You take the treat on this bad boy. Okay. Trick or treat. Hi, I'm the man with the a hundred locks. <laughs> Did you like my cypress tree out front? I will give you your treat, but first, what are you willing to sacrifice for it? Perhaps your depth perception. And with that, they suddenly, (laughs) one of their eyes just closes inexplicably and they can't keep both eyes open. And however, they get a really great pair of Ban Ray individual monocles that they can (laughs) put on either eye, depending on which one they have open. They're very stylish, looks great. Mm -hmm. Um, Classic look, looks great with everything. Plus two to perception, as long as the thing is directly in front of their face. (laughs) Like they can't be more than an inch away from it. Plus one to charisma in all social situations. Oh, absolutely. They'd go far at the uh, one mansion a night trick-or-treating situation I mentioned. Yep. Um, so that's the scary, scary locksman. But you know who lives next door? Uh, tell me about the house next door. The house next door. Let me tell you about the color of its door. Its door isn't there. Oh. In fact, the house is completely dark. And as the children enter, probably with one less eye, they will scream trick-or-treat into the inky blackness, and they'll find that their voice doesn't travel very far. It's almost as if this oppressive dark is stopping not only light, but even sound. When they take the first step inside... The first child falls into a pit, a bottomless pit. And from there, the child that fell is replaced by a small herd of rideable hippopotamuses that are okay. obeying <laughs> your command. Let's, and let's so everybody gets mounts. <laughs> let's wind it back. Sacrifice the child. <laughs> We're going to wind it back real quick. A little wind back. A little wind back. (laughs) For any child that ventures into this inky blackness, they will find that they now have the power to cast this blackness in a 10-foot radius wherever they go, causing everybody in the area to become blind, sound to deafen, dampen. The problem is... They got to wear these really dumb pants to do it. Everybody who goes in this dark, dark house has these just nasty looking pants that are part leather, part suede, sewn together on the sides. 
with like uh, a safety a leather corduroy orange kind of vibe. Leather corduroy, yes. It's a it's a coat of many colors, but it's a pants of many fabrics. And I assume cargo pockets in places you don't usually want to have cargo. Yes. So these are the don't look at me pants. Mm-hmm. Um, they get just convenient if you're going to be able to cast blindness on people. <laughs> exactly. It's negative 10 charisma points, but you can, you know, scream, don't look at me and the pants will cause blindness in a, a 10 foot sphere around you. That's great. I, that I like that. Yeah, that's Here, really good. Can I tell you something bad about the pants? Something bad about the pants? Worse. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. It gets okay. Tr- trick or treat or trickier. They're stitched into your legs. Can't take them off. Oh. Okay. All right. That is spooky. Thank you. Um. Can I tell you about this next house? Yeah. Can I go knock on the door real quick? Let me run over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, yeah, so you run over, and uh, this is a house that is um, has a brown brick. Um, it has a beige garage door and then navy blue shutters. And uh, instead of a cypress tree in the front, there is uh, just a um, um, an azalea bush and two jack-o'-lanterns in front and then three of the little baby pumpkins that okay. are just kind of- and i have to interrupt are you setting this up for a logic puzzle is this some sort of will this pay off will there be a riddle about the garage colors i'm just setting up the innocuousness of the suburban neighborhood <laughs> i thought for sure there was gonna be like all right so how many jack-o'-lanterns total did you see children <laughs> To reverse the effects and get your eyes back. I mean, that's not out of the question. <laughs> okay. All right. It's on the table. Um, you knock on the door. Open the door. Charming woman with little uh, light up deedly bobs in her hair. Um, and she's got little vampire teeth. And she says, oh, what are you supposed to be? What's the magic words? They say trick uh, treats. Yeah, and and from there, everyone finds themselves smelling of cooked meat. Mmm. Mmm. Got me hungry. All the time. That's a trick and a treat, right? That's that's it. That's it. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, that is a blessing and a curse. The yep. curse. The curse is that. You're always hungry. People around you always hungry. But the blessing is basically everybody's stoked when you enter a room. Yeah. Uh, also, things that normally have advantage on perception checks with smell get triple advantage. Oh, yeah. You're going to be reeking to high heaven. Mm-hmm. But you do also get advantage on any conversations with uh, barbecues men. Anybody, course, yeah. anybody who loves the pit. They're down to chat with you. Absolutely. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, you know, no bones about it. They're like, I prefer a Carolina sauce. It's got a mustard base. Mm-hmm. Now the Alabama white sauce though, that Alabama white sauce, that's, that's good too. This next house, um, isn't a house at all. It is 
a Travis, have you ever been to the suburbs? I mean, I know you looked up that picture. I don't don't truly know what it is. This next house is a uh, RV. Okay. Parked on a lot where clearly a house once was. And as you approach the RV, you notice no trees, you notice no garage, you notice no pumpkins. Peculiar, you say. All the other houses had those things. And as you knock on the door, the man inside, you hear him clomping slowly towards the very thin door. You can hear him through the walls. The ground shakes as he walks. As he throws open the door, you notice in one hand, he's got a paint bucket and in the other, a tree sapling. And he says... I've been minding the garages and trees in this here cul-de-sac for hundreds and hundreds of years. Now I can teach you about one, but I'm going to make you real bad at the other. And the kids must decide, are they going to have advantage now on any painting related checks Mm-hmm. But a disadvantage in all tree-related li- checks. Nature checks, yeah. Well, no, I mean. Well, nature in regards to botany. What's the nature of a lizard? That's not a tree. Yeah, tr- tr- nature checks related to botany. Don't use big words. Um, and that's kind of it. That the, the, He's mm-hmm. the man. He minds the, t- the garages. He minds the trees. That yeah. you know, they got to take their pick. Mm-hmm. Groundskeeper Willie. He also, though, when you pick, he kicks you in the shin and he throws a s'mores at you. Just a loose oh. s'mores. It's not even wrapped. Okay. So like a double, a double trick or treat on this one here. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. guy's a real son of a bitch. <laughs> you should have never okay. come to the, you know, it's not even worth walking yeah. away with the kind of now dirty s'more and the advantage on painting checks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, and th- I like that one because that is a very, like, uh, suburban-based trick-or-treat vibe that you've given uh, on you. that one there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I am, I'm a man of the people. Yes, I've always said that. I am willing to slum it as long as by slum you mean middle class and above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're one of those slumdog millionaires. Can I tell you about the next house? I, you are contractually obligated to tell me about the next house. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be a, uh, a, a beige, uh, brick house. Mm. Okay. Uh, and it's going to have kind of a dark gray grout in the brick um, and a brown garage door, brown shutters too. Oh, brown on brown. Okay. But it is going to have. A navy blue door. That now that's a plot twist. Yeah, and they don't actually have any carved pumpkins, but they do have a stack of about five pumpkins, ranging in sizes, colors, and other uh, decorative gourds, as well as a couple of those dried corn stalks up in the kind of the, the crook of. Uh, oh their hell yeah! There. They went all out. That those yeah. things aren't cheap. I like They're these not. guys already. Yeah. Um, and uh, out front, uh, no azaleas, uh, no cypresses, 
they just have um, two holly bushes. You knock on the door. <laughs> I hope I do. <laughs> after after a few hours, of course, we spent a few sessions admiring the holly bushes, and then yep. Uh, you knock on the door, you say the magic words. Opening the door is uh, um, uh, three children, all identical except different heights. <laughs> <laughs> this is a treat already. What do they got for me? So uh, when you reach into their candy bowl to partake of their treats, you become tricked. And for every piece of candy that you touch in there, you gain an extra finger on your hand. Gloves going to be a real problem. Gloves are out. Yeah. Holding uh, weapons could possibly be difficult if you're, you know, didn't got to go in there a little dainty, grab just one piece, you know? Um, that being said, though, uh, you get on all of your unarmed melee attacks mm. uh you get advantage to blind an enemy by punching them in the face you're likely to get an, a finger in the eyeball yeah you're kind of like open palm just like striking them with all 17 fingers on your one hand yep do you also get um advantage checks when you're making hand love to a person uh, you know, I think it depends on the the other person, right? Because some people are into that, some people are not. I don't know if I really want to like per se, you know, uh, you know, some people don't like it too handsy, you know, they just like a kind of a clean focused uh Yeah, I gotta be honest, while you were describing that, something was activated in me. Yeah. And I do feel like I am now on the team of this very fingered hand. Yeah, getting Nope, not going to say it. <laughs> we found his threshold, people, and that's what Halloween's all about. You you go up to your limit, but not past it. And he is typing it anyway in the chat. Can I tell you about one more house on this cul-de-sac? Yeah, but can you really go in detail about this house? I'd really like to know about this house. Ian, I'm so glad you asked. This house is probably uh, just from eyeballing it, a three bed, two half bath. Um, you notice that, yes, it's got the uh, first and second floors, uh, a nice open window on that second floor. You can see kind of a, a chandelier light fixture, a very well manicured lawn. Um, there is a cute little mailbox at the front, a pretty impressive garden. There's actually a sign that says at HOA's garden of the month, uh, kind of pinned in there. Um, if you really kind of crane, crane your neck, you can see a, uh, a pond in the backyard even. Ooh. So you approach the door. The door itself, can I tell you about that? I'd love to hear about this door. Huge knockers. Uh, mahogany? Well, the door itself probably yeah. is. Yeah. The knockers are, are huge. Actually, you know what they look like? They look a lot like horseshoes. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Go on. I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. 
you ring the doorbell. Trick or treat! And the doorbell sounds like... (laughs) One more time. (laughs) Before you can even say trick or treat, Mm -hmm. a spectral horse opens up the door and kills you all. It's a TPK. (laughs) He says, why the hell did you have to kill us back there in that stable? I can't believe you bothered to invent a decapitating horse jump. You truly are the most vile people of all. But then after that, you become a ghost and you can actually ride a spectral horse. That's the treat. Yep. The treat is the uh, undying, uh, forever unsatisfied afterlife that you now get to be within. Yeah. And that you'll never be able to uh, afford this, you know, modest middle-class, you know, kind of lifestyle um, on this kind of, you know, banding about adventuring career that you've chosen. Maybe if you ask nicely, the guy in the trailer will start building you a little something on his land. (laughs) Uh, Definitely doesn't have a secret uh, graveyard in the backwoods. Maybe he'll like paint you a garage just for your own. that you can sleep in. I think we did a great job. I love this adventure. I am both terrified Mm -hmm. and kind of horny after the whole hand thing. Terrified and titillated. That's, you know, aim to please. What more do you want? Um, I don't know how we would even begin to summarize. Typically, for those who don't uh, haven't listened before. Typically we like to uh, put a pin in these things and kind of wrap it up at the end. Um, how about this? Why don't you try and describe every house? <laughs> the first house you're going to come to is going to have a brown, or no, I'm sorry, it's got a beige stucco and then brown shutters, navy blue garage door. It's going to have a cypress tree in the front one pumpkin jack-o'-lantern uh you're gonna knock on that door and you are gonna be met with a trick and a treat and um go back to the episode to find out exactly what that was the next house you're gonna come to is gonna be all dark lights out and probably shouldn't be knocking on this door per rules of trick-or-treating but you're gonna do it anyways because you know what you're old enough you know you're gonna try it you know you're you're hungry for the candy and so you're gonna knock on there anyways and the next thing you know you're wearing pants that are so hideous and and sewn onto your body that the only thing you can think is, please don't look at me, please don't look at me. And just when you think that, people cannot look at you. The next house you're going to come to is going to have a brown brick with beige shutters. And And some say, Ian, continued explaining for the next a thousand years and anybody who was unlucky enough to wind up in that podcast booth died of boredom (laughs) i mentioned a grand total of eight different pumpkins in this podcast and for those of you counting at home that's eight pumpkins how many pumpkins will the boys mention on the next episode tune in to find out this has been pumpkin watch it's the companion podcast (laughs) To crappy castles. Um, end of episode. End of episode. Wow. Now those were some bad ideas. If you'd like the boys to take a shot at designing your dungeon, free of charge, send a raven to wellmet at crappycastles.com. 
We prefer letters that give us enough, but not too much. We'll let you decide what that means. If you want more of the adventures ad-libbed on this show, head to patreon.com forward slash crappy castles. Any silver you can spare is much appreciated. Original music, audio editing, and bardic inspiration provided by Adron. Find her at adronmusic.com. Our theme song is Piss Fader by Tobacco. That's P-I-S-S Fader by the one and only Tobacco. As always, Ian was played by Ian, Travis was played by Travis, and you don't get to know who I am. Till next time, keep it crappy. Mwahahahaha. <laughs> <laughs>